0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey everyone, it's Ron Johnson, and this is the Ron Johnson Show on Locked On Sports Minnesota. Autumn Peace is joining the Hang with Ron Johnson segment today. She is the Big Ten pitcher year. She is the Golden Gophers pitcher, and she's taking them to the regionals. They are looking for a berth into the Super Sweet Sixteen. They have a chance, and she is a big reason. But we have some interesting uh, football talk with her. Travis Kelsey, she's a big fan, but she doesn't like Travis Kelsey doing something. And we're going to talk about that, but also Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, little turmoil in the Vikings world. We got that coming up next on the Ron Johnson Show.
1: Locked on Sports Minnesota Podcast. It's endless Minnesota Vikings talk with the diverse voices of your local experts. Now, the Ron Johnson Show. On the field, in the broadcast booth, Ron Johnson is Minnesota sports. He's played with them, hung out with them, and grown up with all the big names in Minnesota sports. They're hanging out with Ron Johnson. It's the Ron Johnson Show on the Locked On Sports Minnesota podcast.
2: And it starts now.
0: Hey, everybody, what's going on? I'm Ron Johnson, and this is the Ron Johnson Show on Locked On Sports, Minnesota. It's a what's up Wednesday. What's up? We're going to talk about that. I'll give you a hint. Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, a lot of money, a little bit of turmoil within Vikings world. We also have Autumn Peace, Gophers pitcher. She is the Big Ten pitcher of the year. She's one of the main reasons the Gophers are headed to the Super uh, Regionals for college softball. I'm like, super excited uh, to sit down and chat with her because, of course, my daughter in uh, Mission Fast Pitch, the team she's on now, um, I-, I just love softball. So any chance I get a chance to talk to a high-level softball player like Autumn Peace, uh, she has some great things to say about mental health. She has some awesome things to say uh, about growth and where she's gone, uh, You know, her mental health, her physical health, having surgery last year, and then the comeback. She's in the upwards of 68 to 69 miles per hour uh, with her pitches. And you, you just have to love what Autumn Peace brings to the table. But we got to talk about Justin Jefferson. And of course, we have the Daily Three coming up. That's three questions, 30 seconds each today, because uh, we just want to speed it up. We're going to switch it up. We're never going to stick to the same thing. We're going to keep the everydayers guessing. Uh, but I want you guys to know this episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Just make every moment more by visiting, by visiting FanDuel.com backslash Locked On to get started today. But as I bring my producer to the show, Sam Extra, I want you guys to remember, you can find our episodes on Amazon Fire and Roku. Just search Locked On Sports Minnesota on Amazon Fire Roku. Get all of our videos, all of our shows. Well, hey, Sam, we have to talk about uh, Bill Barnwell. You know, he wrote an article about Justin Jefferson extension. You sent it over to me. And uh, basically, Justin Jefferson, he said, is going to require probably 30 plus. And I think we had said this before. I I said like thirty three million dollars a year. Um, I would say just go with 30, because if you look at Cooper Cup and, and, and what it takes to continue to build a team. Yes, you are worth the money yes you can get the money uh but i would look at the guarantees and the signing bonus more so than the yearly salary because eventually it's going to hurt your team if it gets too high and then of course it's going to require the team to actually restructure which you might not be happy with or try to trade you uh which we're seeing right now from other vikings players that have had to depart or are currently in the middle of contract negotiations but he says Expected to be an $80 million guarantee in the first three years. And this deal will help set up Jamar Chase, uh, who also has a contract extension opportunity coming up. So when you hear Justin Jefferson, $30 million a year, $80 million guaranteed in the first three years of the deal, what are your thoughts?
2: Boy, I think, I think you got to pay him. I think yeah. you got to give him every penny. Um, and you probably don't have much choice in the matter. I mean this is not this is not a player that has any red flags whatsoever. True. You can't point towards injury history. You can't point towards well, it was an anomaly. You did it for one year. No, he did it for three years. True. Uh, he is squeaky clean off the field. There's nothing off the field that concerns you. There's no John Morant situations going on. So you really don't have a leg to stand on if you're trying to play hardball. You you can't really point to anything if you're the Vikings. So I think they are very much in for all this money. Um, and it's it's a big contract. So as good as he is, yeah, it is gonna it's gonna be a lot of money on your books. Hopefully they can set this up so that you know maybe it's backloaded in some way, or maybe it doesn't all hit the cap um initially, and they can save a little bit upfront. But This is a player that you absolutely have to make a face of your franchise for the long term. So I think this is it's all the all the leverage is, is in Justin Jefferson's court. And we'll see how badly he breaks the record. I think he's breaking the wide receiver salary record. The question is by how much?
0: Yeah. I mean, Justin Jefferson has been close to a lot of receiving records. He set some receiving records. uh, And so now it's time to put his, put the money where, where his talent is. And the problem is to Kirk cousins, uh, is he willing to take less knowing Justin Jefferson is going to need more? uh, Or is this going to be this is the end of Kirk as well. I mean, we we just don't know uh, what's going to happen with the money. Uh, That should be the dominant story. It should be Sam, but it's not because on a what's up Wednesday, there's a lot and, and I love though, before I jump into the the what's up Wednesday, I love that you talked about Justin Jefferson's character because John ja Morant right now is a tale like a, he, he's gonna be a tale fairy tale of like what not to do. Like John ja Morant, I'm from Detroit, Michigan. I grew up in the inner city of Detroit. I, I've seen uh, guys come to school with guns. Our school's been shot up. We've had to leave football games uh, due to gunfire during the game, fights, blah blah. And we had guys that would keep us out of trouble. Like, man, put the, you're a great athlete, man. Don't, don't, don't do this. Don't do the drugs. Don't sell the drugs. Don't have the guns. Like, we had older guys that would do that. We had parents that would do that. And, and the problem with John ja Morant's parents right now, his dad has not stepped in and, and doing what he should do because he's trying to be his boy and hang out and be one of the cool dads. Um, and, and mom is just like, all right, I'm going to stay out of this. That's the problem. Like his dad is is what I would call a TikTok dad. That's the problem with parents that want to be their kids' best friends and be at the party with them and TikTok with them. Like that's going to make it a better relationship. You can still have a great relationship without being uh, letting your kids do the wrong things because what's going to end up happening? If John Moran ends up in a situation where somebody deems the gun he has as a threat and something bad happens or he does get arrested for an illegal gun, his parents are going to kick themselves and be like, we could have saved our son. Now, now I hope that's not the case. I hope he doesn't end up, but we have seen athletes with guns end up killed, hurt, or in jail. And John Morant is, is not being a role model because people are like, oh, it's not illegal to have a gun. It's not. But it's not cool to like drive and do videos, like holding up your gun like you're like, w- you can say whatever you want about what he's doing, but we know what he's trying to portray. He's trying to portray that he's this, this gangster, this, this, this tough guy. Um the, you're you're not that. And so I'm glad Justin Jefferson has never gone that route. I'm glad Justin Jefferson is not an Instagram Live person. He's a real cool, quiet, mild-mannered kid. And he deserves the money. Because I know for the Vikings, when you give a guy that much money, you worry about what happens after the fact. And I don't think Justin Jefferson is a risk at all. And so, yeah, $80 million. But that's not the story. On a What's Up Wednesday, Sam, what's up is the Vikings have changed their Twitter banner. Their Twitter banner at one point had Dalvin Cook on the far left with the other stars on the team. Today, I don't know when, last night or whatever, because everybody's talking about it. And again, this I don't remember the original banner. That's the problem. I I don't remember. I don't know if there's a way to go back and find the original banner, if people have posted the original banner of the Twitter or the Vikings Twitter. Um, but Justin Jefferson or sorry, Dalvin Cook is no longer on the banner. Now, the social media team and all they have nothing to do with contracts or whatever, but the fact that the Vikings have come out saying Dalvin Cook's going to need to restructure. We are talking about that, so on and so forth. They probably are feeling the writing on the wall like, well, let's just put Alexander Madison up here for now because we don't really know what's going to happen with Dalvin Cook. Now, normally when it comes to social media drama, it's the player. Like you see Quinn and Williams with the New York Jets. Uh, His counterpart gets a big deal, and now he's like, well, I want a big deal. And the Jets are like, we, we want to give you one, but we got to figure this out. We, we got to figure out how much we can pay you because we paid a lot of players to get Aaron Rodgers in. And I saw Peter Bukowski trying to tweet, like, everybody's going to New York. To Quentin Williams has nothing to do with Aaron Rodgers. Like, it, it's not like Aaron Rodgers shows up and Quentin Williams is like, I'm out of here. No, Quentin Williams just knows what he's worth. And he's not leaving. He's just saying, look, I don't have a contract. So I am the defensive tackle for, and he put dot, 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 dot. dot. Like, if the Jets don't do it, somebody's going to offer him a deal. We know that. The Jets are going to get the deal done. So people need to stop trying to find ways to invalidate Aaron Rodgers going to the Jets. Like, especially, it's not people, it's Packers fans. Like, stop it. Stop it. Like, you can't invalidate Aaron Rodgers leaving you uh, at the altar and heading off to to a better relationship. Stop it. But what I will say about Dalvin Cook and this whole Twitter banner It is. It's dominating today's and last night's media. Uh, It does become noise within an organization. Now, even though the players probably aren't paying too much attention to it, uh, if you're Dalvin Cook, you're probably sitting there too like, dang, why would y'all take me off? I didn't say anything. Now, unless there's something internally we don't know, like there's a trade on the table, and we're going to see or some kind of whatever tweet, Justin uh, Dalvin Cook has been traded to the Cleveland Browns as well. To meet up with his teammates, Darius. Who knows? Who knows? Kevin the, Stefanski. Be. Kevin Stefanski. Who Kevin knows? what's gonna the, get the uh, screen game going. And and I think I definitely know he's be- he's worth more than fifth round picks. So I would hope if it is a Dalvin Cook, you can get a first rounder or second rounder out of it. Whoa. Uh if not two second rounders. I would That's say two hot second take. rounders.
2: That's a hot take, Ron.
0: I would say Dalvin Cook, you should you should actually a first round pick because he's 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 going to be a first round uh, caliber running back for at least two more years, two to three more years, Uh, because we do know running backs as they get older, take more hits, they go into decline. But Dalvin Cook, for at least two or three more years, he's he's the equivalent of you getting a first round pick. Um, and so I would hope that if they're like, look, we'll trade Dalvin, but you got to give us your first for 2024, 2025, or give us two first one in 2020 or sorry, two seconds, a 2024 second. And then your 2025 second round pick for Dalvin cook. I'd be okay with that. Um, but yeah, that's dominating the day. I don't know. Do you read into that too much, Sam? Or do you think that was just maybe a social media, uh, glitch where they just were like cycling players through it? Maybe we'll see a bunch of changes to their, to their banner now, Mm -hmm. just to, to act like it was just one of the things they're doing right now.
2: Yeah, well, I'm looking at the current banner, so they've got Cousins on the banner, so it seems like Cousins is good. Cousins yep. is he's going to be here. T.J. Hawkinson and Justin Jefferson. Um, I think that it is actually something. Like, I think that there's a lot being unsaid right now about the Dalvin Cook situation, mm-hmm. and I know a lot of people have circled June 1st as a date where that contract uh, can be cut and save even more money against the salary cap, and maybe we're just waiting for that. June 1st date to get here but I I tend to think that whatever's going to happen has maybe kind of already been predetermined that that the Dalvin Cook is not going to be in this in this building Uh, he hasn't been at off-season activities Uh, his agent has said some very vague peculiar things in interviews so I think maybe the team knows he's gone and they're just kind of getting ahead of the game uh, social media graphics-wise, although it is curious that, like, if they knew this was going to happen, why they have Dalvin on there in the first place? That that was right. maybe a, that was maybe a mistake on their part.
0: As as hush hush and tight lipped as the organization has become, I'm very surprised that the that the, they would even allow the social media team to do that. Like, I I I hope I pray that whoever had the phone and the and the login at that moment. And they took the banner from whoever sent it to him, and they uploaded it. I hope it wasn't supposed to be changed later. Like, I hope they didn't like rush and and like because the thing about that, like, how bad do you feel right now if you if you change this banner and you were not supposed to? Mm-hmm. That's what's up with me. Like my my what's up Wednesday is like what's up with that? Why would you change the banner and it's not done? Like you literally, if the tweet comes out, we've traded Dalvin Cook just like you did with Darius. Then you change the banner. Why change it early? Like you're, you're showing your card. It's almost like Aaron Rodgers telling people, I- I'm going to be a Jet. Like he's showing his cards. So then the Packers uh, have no leverage. And, ne- and Sorry, no, the Jets have no leverage now because, <clears throat> you know, they're like, look, you, 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 we know you want to come here. And I, and I no, sorry, actually, it's the Packers have no leverage because you've already said I'm not coming back. So I don't know why the Vikings would do that. Like you really now are giving up your leverage saying, look, we're, we're willing to get rid of Dalvin Cook. Who wants him? Um, but yeah, I, I hope it wasn't a mistake. I hope it wasn't a like jump the gun. Cause you know, there's internal text messages and there's stuff behind the scenes and people are getting info about this might happen or, or maybe it already happened. Maybe it already happened and, and we don't know it yet. And they were not supposed to do it until it actually was public news. Um, but very interesting. And I, like I said, I pray the person that posted that was supposed to, cause that is a tough way to come into work today. And everybody's like, dude, who the heck signed in and changed our banner like who did that Mm -hmm. and 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 it's one thing is do you all go down together and say look i don't know do you say it was a it was a it wasn't us we got hacked i mean i don't know
2: because that always works that's always believable
0: hey (laughs) they, they hacked the vikings and they didn't tweet something crazy they just changed the banner who knows you never know sam Well, coming up next, we got Autumn Peace Gophers pitcher in the Hangar Ron Johnson segment. Looking forward to that. And before we do that, we have a word from our sponsors.
2: It's a Built Bar Wednesday. Let me tell you about the best-tasting protein bar on the planet. If you're like me, you want to make healthier snack choices, but you want something that tastes good. You don't want it to be gross, and Built Bar is far from it. They are the most delicious-tasting protein bar because they've got 100% real dark chocolate. Yes, real chocolate it's amazing because it's good and it's good for you four grams of sugar 17 grams of protein that's more than four times the protein than the sugar low calorie count as well just amazing macros and amazing flavors like peanut butter brownie cookies and cream brownie batter puff or churro puff for some marshmallowy taste as well You can run on down to Walmart or Sam's Club, go to the pharmacy section, and pick up a box today, a four-bar box, a 13-bar box. Or you can sit from the comfort of your own home and order the specialty flavors online at Built.com, the best-tasting protein bars ever, Built. You can thank me later.
0: Well, hanging on with the Ron Johnson segment, uh, this one for me is, uh, is fun. And it's special. I'm a big softball. Everybody that's uh, especially the everydayers that watch the show love talking about my daughter's softball team, and uh, that's why I lost my voice. <clears throat> Crazy plays this past weekend down in Iowa. Uh, her first travel tournament as a sixth grader, so a little early, but uh, she made the team. So I, you know, we trusted the coach. She said she'd be just fine on the team, and so we've been letting her do it, playing against 13, 14 year olds. She's 12, and so of course, lost my voice. But We've been following Gopher softball for the last three or four years. Autumn Peace has been a huge uh, part of this team. And Autumn Peace, Gophers pitcher, Big Ten pitcher of the year, is joining me on the Ron Johnson Show. I want to thank you uh, for joining me, Autumn, on the Ron Johnson Show. Uh, I I want to jump out there first. When you were a kid playing softball, I'm guessing you were a pitcher your whole life, right? Or no? It
1: was, yep.
0: (laughs) At, At the age of 12, I don't know if you remember this, but how fast were you throwing at the age of 12 compared to what you're throwing now?
1: Oh gosh, I was probably throwing maybe 56, 57, and I'm hitting 69, averaging about 66. So definitely a lot slower back then. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I mean, at the age of 12, 56, 57 is elite because we were in Iowa this weekend and we played a young lady. Uh, I think I forgot the name of the Ankney Extreme, was one of them, and I forgot the other one. And both girls were hitting like 57, 59. As 12 year olds and so even to hear 56 57 that's pretty elite for a 12 year old so you you kind of knew early now my question is were you a tall 12 year old or were you kind of average because you're you're pretty i mean how tall are you now
1: yeah i'm five nine now
0: yeah but i say you're, you're pretty tall so at, at age 12 did you already were you kind of already up there or were you like one of the late bloomers
1: um i was definitely up there even since like kindergarten i was always <laughs> up with the boys um there's a guy that i went to kindergarten with who's like almost seven feet tall now and i was taller than him growing up so then he obviously uh hit that growth spurt later but yeah i was always taller than everyone
0: and you didn't get so you're not seven feet we know that but five nine (laughs) uh standing on the mound absolutely intimidating uh but when you talk about this gophers team and you know and i just saw pj fleck came out to speak to you guys <clears throat> and of course, people behind me know. I, you know, I, PJ when he first came in the Gophers, he had me come out as a former captain. I spoke to the team. He gave me an OR. My wife had breast cancer. You can't see it. Uh, probably in the full screen cam, but we have a pink OR over here as well that PJ gave her for breast cancer, uh, just to you know help her through her chemo and all that stuff, which was a huge help. And PJ is very uh wordsy, I guess I'd say. And so I saw he spoke to you guys and talked about, you know, consequences and choices and but but what was something that PJ said that's gonna stick with you through this, you know, NCAA tournament?
1: Um it's one of his many sayings that I was glad he was able to kind of explain to us what it meant because he has these sayings that I mean from the outside you're not really sure what they mean. Um, but he called it the farmer's Alliance and he explained how I'm not too much into farming here. So, um, he explained it how the seeds of corn lay on top of the soil. So if there's one bad seed, it's going to blow into the other crops and kind of cause issues with the other crops. So it was his way of just saying like, you got to keep a positive attitude, Um, because even if it's just your one at bat that you're mad about your one pitch that you're mad about, that's going to fly in to your teammates and kind of affect, um, the rest of the team. So definitely going into regionals, that's something really good to focus on because you do see that in our sport when we're playing in a sport of failure. Um, so we're supposed to fail in our sport Mm -hmm. and just keeping that positive attitude is what's really going to keep us going throughout this regional.
0: Yeah, I've heard them say the Farmers Alliance. I'm glad you explained it because I don't think I've ever, I mean, I've been covering the Gophers and the Vikings for like, I think this is year nine of Vikings Game Day Live, Gophers Game Day Live. I think this is our year seven of doing the pregame show from the stadium uh, for for the Gophers TV affiliate and the Vikings TV affiliate as well. And um, I don't think I ever really knew. I've always heard them say Farmers Alliance. So That was good to hear. Mm -hmm. Crops, (laughs) seeds, so on and so forth. Um, another one, you guys, and I don't know if you've always done this, but when did the row start? Cause I don't feel like three or four years ago when girls were hitting home runs or scoring, they were rowing the boat. Now it it seems like it's a thing. Uh, when did you guys start rowing after every like home run or big time celebration?
1: Um, I think we started it in Wichita. So it was just like a random thing that we started. (laughs) Someone was coming around third and they just started rowing. And then we obviously just got the, oar. um, about two weeks ago, one of our okay. GKs bought us an ore, So we all have that sign. Like, we all signed it. Um, but it's been kind of cool to have. Like, you don't really see too many home run celebrations in college softball. Correct. You see, like, ASU with their pitchfork. But, yeah, it's been cool to have the oar. We got PJ Flex signature on it now. So, I don't know. It's, it's really cool. It's different for college softball. Um, but, yeah, it's still new to our team.
0: No, it's definitely, it's definitely cool, because I I saw it right away, and I'm like, oh, when, when did they start doing that? But no, that that's that's cool. And, and the thing about it, and I tell people this, and I'm biased. Of course, I have two daughters, so I have no sons. But even if I did have sons, because I played baseball all through, well, not all through high school, but most of high school, baseball is boring compared to softball. I mean, I hate to say it. Like, I, I'm sick of ESPN <laughs> and all these affiliates, Big Ten Network playing, like, Michigan versus Illinois baseball. That was, I watched it. It was boring. Mm-hmm. But then when I watched, like, Illinois versus Minnesota or Illinois, uh, versus Ohio state or Wisconsin versus Minnesota softball. It's way more, uh, fast paced. It's a lot more going on, uh, shorter corners, tighter throws like everybody, you know, there's mistakes. Can't, you know, they're exaggerated. I guess I'd say baseball, you could drop a ball four times and still throw a dude out like softball. (laughs) You have one chance maybe to bobble a ball. Um, you have to get rid of it. And so that's why I love it. Um, but when you think about you on the mound and, uh, my my one I met a girl uh, the other day. Uh, she's a freshman I think, or eighth grader, but she's a pitcher for Hassan High School. And she where your girl Sydney Schwartz came from. And mm-hmm. she gave up pitching. She said it was too much pressure for her. She said the moment was too too much for. Her. Um, how have you been able? Because you you're you're the quarterback. You're Kirk Cousins. You know you're 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 Jalen Hurts. How, who's your NFL team, by the way? Is it the Vikings or who is it?
1: No, I'm a Chiefs fan.
0: <laughs> where are you? Where were you born and raised?
1: I'm from California, but okay. well, yeah, from
0: California, but a Chiefs fan. Are you an Aaron Rodgers fan?
1: Um, he's a good player. I don't okay. have an issue with them. So but you're more of a
0: Pat Mahomes since yeah. uh, Kansas City Travis Chiefs. Kelsey. Okay, yeah, got it. Oh, Travis Kelsey. Okay, okay, <laughs> now it makes more sense. So. Yeah. All right, got it. So if Traf, Travis Kelsey, because I always get this from, from uh, guys playing football. It's always a big joke. Because uh, like, I've been at games where like Dawn uh, – I forgot her name. She was – Dominique Dahl. Sorry, she was the Olympic gymnast. She showed up to a Ravens game when I played for the Ravens. And guys were going way out of their way and, during pregame warm-up to like impress her, jumping out, you know, like, things they would never do. Mm-hmm. If Travis Kelsey were to show up to your game for pregame, would you go a little bit extra just to make sure Travis Kelsey knew you could throw the ball 70 miles an hour?
1: I mean, I personally don't know if I need to prove to Travis Kelsey that I can <laughs> play softball. I saw him throw out that first pitch um, straight into the ground. So <laughs> I don't know if there's much of me needing to do this. Gray from the Twins. He's a pitcher. If he Okay. Did, I would be busting my butt to impress okay. him. so. <laughs>
0: Yeah, Travis you like cuz I talked to Adam Thielen, like Adam Thielen's been on the show. Uh and I've talked to players about that, like how nerve-wracking that first pitch is. And so I'm guessing Travis Kelsey was just way he he even said it on his own podcast. He was way too excited. Uh he overthought thought the moment and he really wanted to throw it hard and threw it like you said, straight to the ground. It was horrible. Um but when <laughs> but when you going back to my question, when you think about being a pitcher and you're 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 the quarterback of the team, how have you learned to just suppress that, those nerves and just say, you know what, this is my moment. I got this.
1: Uh, <laughs> you know, I still get nervous. Okay. I mean, our first game of the season this year, I was like looking at my teammates and I'm like, I'm so nervous. Like my stomach is actually upset. Like Ooh. it's. I still get nervous in these like special moments, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I think it's just having the experience of – going throughout all these hard moments, because those hard moments of getting beat down is Mm -hmm. what's really created me. So not having good seasons, having a bad game, having an injury, like all those things have kind of pressed me down to where I'm like, shoot, maybe I can't do this. And then still pushing through it and going through that. I feel like that's kind of what has created this like, hardcore mindset of like, now I want to be put in any situation. I want to be brought in with bases loaded and no outs in a tied game if another pitcher can't do it at that moment. So it's. I think it's just like really feeding off of those large moments. That's really been like what's gotten me through college softball because the easy times aren't that fun, right? right? When you're mowing people down, yeah, it's cool, but also the hard times are – what's really more fun because it kind of gets more attention, right? Like, you don't see all these pitchers, Like they're not posting it everywhere when they're just striking every other batter out. You're seeing it when it's a two, two ball game, bottom of the seventh bases loaded. And you see the pitcher strike someone out in those difficult situations.
0: Right. And when you think about um, the scope of college sports as a whole, uh, we're seeing it now with, uh, and I'm a big again. I, I love women's sports. Um, I, I love men's NCAA too, but I think Caitlin Clark from Iowa this year, and and uh, the LSU team, Dawn Staley in South Carolina. I think they really set the bar high. And then you see Haley Van Lith, and I've loved Haley Van Lith one because she's a lefty, just like I love James Harden. I think lefties are are very, uh, and maybe I'm I'm partial because my daughter is left-handed, even though she does everything in her life right-handed. <laughs> she's left-handed and and uh and and maybe i'll have you explain you know talk to her a little bit about that because her coach uh you know again being the youngest girl on this team uh she's super fast though ran like a 13 13 in the 100 and so you know i think 59 stolen bases uh but they asked her to switch to left-handed which you understand why and so she's been batting left-handed the last three months and so i was talking to her about that like look they wouldn't have asked you to do this without reason and uh she was super down on it like it's not as easy as it was batting right handed she was batting 315 right-handed so she was just fine uh but he's like you know what left-handed though puts her in a different category and it does it has uh she was batting first and second this past tournament when we went to iowa and the one thing i've talked to her about in sports like Haley van lift she's transferring now to lsu lsu just won and she's transferring and then you see the pitcher from michigan she transfers to oklahoma uh And you're going to be done, so you're not in this conversation anymore. Do you feel like, though, that women's college softball, because now basketball is doing it, NIL is out there, do you think more teams are going to become super teams because of the ability to transfer without issue uh, due to how the scope of the NCAA is right now?
1: Yeah, I definitely think the transfer portal is going to get absolutely wild. I mean, it was already wild before – But I think we're going to see those super teams. Oklahoma is going to be at the top, right? Mm Because they've been the number one seed the past two or three years in the NCAA tournament. And that grabs your attention as a recruit, right? You want to be on a team that's already good. Like I committed to Idaho State because they had won the Big Sky Conference the year before. Mm -hmm. Like that's what these athletes want. So I kind of don't see any changes with like transferring at all. So I think these super teams are gonna be created just because that's what the girls want. That's what the recruits want. They want this, they want the name, right? Right. You're gonna to go to Oklahoma because you're gonna get the NIL deals as well yep. because they're creating this name for themselves. So then they're gonna be able to create the name for you as well. Um, I think the only time it's going to change is if a coach leaves. So if Patty Gassel were to leave Oklahoma and there was a coaching change within there, I think that would definitely happen. I mean, you, you kind of also saw super teams without the portal. True. Um, Florida university of Florida, they were good at softball my whole life growing up. Right. They're still pretty good. They're at the top, but they were good for eight years in a row. So Mm -hmm. I do think the portal is just kind of going to make that even worse per se um, for some of these schools because the teams that are on the top now are most likely going to stay at the top.
0: Yeah, and a a great moment for me was seeing the Gophers ahead of the Badgers uh, in softball. And so Sydney Schwartz and her sister Maddie uh, won at at Wisconsin and won at Minnesota, and Minnesota dominated this year. Uh, How fun was that to win that border battle?
1: Uh, it was fun. I mean, anytime we play with Wisconsin, it's usually a pretty close game. Last mm. year we went into the eighth inning. Um, and then we saw them in the big 10 tournament and they got us that time. But this year it was just so fun because we came out and were so dominant from the beginning. Yeah, And not that the border battles that big in softball. Mm. Um, it's pretty big in like football, basketball, but if, you look at every sport that the border, ba- border battle is played in, they're always close games. Yeah. Right? Basketball, they might be the bottom part of the Big 10, but they're going to give Wisconsin a run for their money every single time. So, it's definitely just like a unsaid thing where you kind of put your A game on for that game. Um, so it was definitely fun to be able to beat up on Wisconsin a little bit, kind of have some bragging rights.
0: Yeah, oh yeah, always. I mean, that was that was my favorite part of uh walking off my senior year I walked off the field, left the Metrodome with the axe and that was the best feeling ever. Uh we won we beat Iowa 3 times in my 4 years at Minnesota. So that was always uh the fun part having big games against Wisconsin, having huge games against Iowa. Uh because that's the one thing I love. Like going even going down to Iowa uh my wife wore a blanket, a Minnesota blanket around the state. It was cold, uh, which I'm pretty sure growing up, you know how that goes. Like you, just, you rain, sleet or, or sorry, not sleep, but rain or shine. The game's going to go unless it's thunder. And so it was kind of cold down in Iowa. And so, uh, yeah, we we had the blankets out. We had the Gophers chairs out. Uh, so that was the best part of winning that tournament was that Iowa fans had to watch a Minnesota team mm-hmm leave their complex with the rings and the banner and all the iowa teams we played only one beat us but they didn't beat us in the bracket play they beat us in pool play uh but our girls were able to bounce back and some of the craziest 12 year old plays i've ever seen in my i mean it was high level a level open softball and so and i'm pretty sure you've seen it growing up uh but i had never seen my daughter uh play the way they played like some of her outfield catches at shortstop some of the plays. I mean, I, I screamed, throw it to second, uh, two out. She went in the hole, got it. All she had to do was tag second. She she would have beat the girl by a mile and she whipped it across the first and still got the girl. And the up looks at me like, just trust her. And I'm like, you know what? You're right. You're right. Cause I'm and that's why I lost my voice. It usually doesn't sound this raspy. Uh, but that's why I lost my voice. Cause I'm literally screaming, just run the sec, just tag second, get out the inning. And she like sidearm throws it. And thank God our first baseman is five ten. Uh, right. Yeah. five ten and 12. And she made a great catch and, uh, yeah, stretched, got the girl out, we got out the inning. We ended up uh winning that game. And then that helped us go to the next game. We beat the number two seed, uh, cause we weren't the top seed, but it doesn't matter, you know, and that's going into looking at the top seed. Like when you look at you guys as a seeding right now, Washington is the top in your, in your four, you got Northern Colorado, McNeese, and then Minnesota. And then also if you guys get out of that, You got LSU, who's a 10, and then you got Oklahoma, or sorry, Omaha, the Raging Cajuns, and uh, Prairie View. When -hmm. you look at that, you know, Sis Bates, Washington, you know, softball has always been kind of like lately has been really good. Um, When you think, and then LSU, same thing, has been really good. Uh, When you think about what Autumn Peace has to do, you know, because again, the team is going to rally around you, you are the Big Ten pitcher of the year. Uh, what is your thought process heading into the into this tournament?
1: So yeah, we just got uh, McNeese up first, obviously, and then we got whoever wins the Washington game. Um, Washington's obviously the favored one there. Yep. But Washington's a big name. We're a big name, so it doesn't really matter um, when it comes to postseason. Everyone plays their best. Right. We saw that in the Big Ten tournament with Ohio State, kind of giving us a run for our money. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, everyone just plays their best during postseason. It doesn't really matter who you have ahead of you. Um, Same with LSU. We can't look too far ahead into a super regional. We kind of just got to look at our one game at a time, one pitch at a time, one at bat at a time. Um, And that's what we've been doing as of more recently, and that's been helping us a lot more. So we don't really think too far ahead in our sport because it's obviously going to kind of get us to lose – like our
0: track of thought. So, you know, when I go back to 2001, uh, you know, and of course you were born in what, 2000? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, you were you were one year's old when this happened, but, you know, I had a chance to, you know, be named one of the top offensive players in the Big Ten. You though, you were, you were the number one pitcher in the Big Ten, Big Ten Pitcher of the Year. Uh, when you started the season, one, did you know or have an inkling, like, yeah, I have a chance to be the best, but then two, when you got the word that you were named uh, Big Ten Pitcher of the Year, like, what was that moment like?
1: Um, I mean, I didn't know from the beginning of the season coming off of last season mm-hmm. with my injury and just not doing very well. <laughs> um, But once people started talking about it, mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, you know what? Like, I should be pitcher of the year. I have been doing good. I've been having these shutouts, right? Yeah. Um, so it was kind of just like. In my mind, I was like, "I am the pitcher of the year, and I am pitching like the pitcher of the year, so I, I deserve it." it. Yeah, um, I even went on an interview with BTN, and mm-hmm. the guy interviewing me was like, "Oh, so you're a front runner for Big Ten Pitcher of the Year? Like, how does it feel?" And I'm like, "You know, when you sit back and look at it, you get to be with these great names like Amber Pfizer, who I obviously played with, who was also a Big Ten Pitcher of the Year, mm-hmm. and it's just kind of cool, like." in that moment to be like, you know what, people are going to be talking about me when I'm done. Yeah. Um, Which I never thought was going to happen. So it's just kind of cool to like have that on me. Obviously it's not really going to matter once I'm done with softball, but it's cool in the moment to just know that all of my hard work that I've put in after my injury of thinking I wasn't going to be able to actually like play a full season. um, It's just been awesome. Just like kind of, I made myself proud Um, and I'm sure your daughter's going to feel this way one day where like you just, it's kind of cool when you accomplish something that like your dad or your parents wanted you to do. Yeah. Like, sure. I got a scholarship to play softball at a one school, but on top of that, I'm going to be a a professional softball player and I was named the best pitcher in the big 10. So it's just like a really full circle moment of just being so proud of my career.
0: Yeah. And so are you doing the athletes unlimited? Is that where you're heading?
1: Um, I'm going to the women's professional fast pitch league, um, uh, okay. down in Austin, Texas. So I'll be on Texas smoke.
0: Got it. Congratulations on that. And then you Thank start, do you it. start soon as the season's over or how does that work out?
1: Uh, our first games are June 15th. So oh, pretty wow. soon
0: after season. <laughs> <laughs> it's like no break. You just right yeah. from college, right to the good thing though, is you don't have to get into playing shape because you're, yeah. you're there. You're already ready throwing it. And, uh, and so when when you when you look at yourself um as a pitcher and as a batter, you and this batter one-on-one, um, uh, w- who are some batters that you've like faced this year that you're like, man, I really have to put this ball away from her or it's gonna be a bad shot? Um,
1: I mean, more recently, Indiana, pretty much yeah. their whole team, they <laughs> okay. are they led the big 10 in almost every offensive category. Yeah. Um, And they showed in the big 10 tournament that they can even hit the good stuff. Right. They they hit two home runs off me and they weren't pitches down the middle. They were where they were supposed to be. So kind of going into that game, you know, they had Taryn Kern, who's a freshman uh, who's doing phenomenal, almost leads the nation in home runs. She's one of those girls where it's like, okay, If I do something wrong, she's going to take advantage of it. And that's what we're supposed to do in our sport is take advantage of the other person's failures. Um, So, yeah, Indiana, they're they're a tough team to pitch to. Um, And even teams that aren't known to hit home runs, just teams that come out and swing as hard as they can. It's so intimidating as a pitcher. Like you kind of take a step back and you're like, oh, shoot, they're going to hit me. Like yeah. no matter what, they're going to hit me because they're swinging at every single pitch. Um, there's been plenty of those in my career, plenty in the Big Ten as well.
0: <laughs> and when you when you look at uh, I, I love this, I loved watching her play. But Jocelyn Allo, when you think about her at the plate, because maybe at some point professionally, you're going to have to face her mm-hmm. when you think because she's not on your team. Right. She's not on Texas. No. Okay. Nope. So when you look at Jocelyn Allo, when you think about how great of a hitter she was and still is. Um, as a pitcher, what would you have done facing it? Like, how do you throw away from her? Cause I feel like her reach her, her, you know, her power, like she could take a pitch anywhere and put it out the park. So mm-hmm. how do you deal with batters like that?
1: <laughs> well, we faced her last year. Okay. So <laughs> yeah, what we did with her was we just, and intended- were
0: you, were you on the mound or was it somebody else?
1: Yeah, I was pitching. Okay. Um, so we intentionally walked her. Okay. And at that moment in time the game was close right so it was kind of the strategy to keep the game close because obviously there were runners on base and with her up she hits the ball like she doesn't do anything but hit the ball (laughs) so we intentionally walked her um Mm -hmm. There's not too many girls like that in my career that we've done. There's been right. a girl from ASU who, depending on the situation, we either pitched to her or we didn't. Um, but it really just depends on the situation. And Jocelyn Allo, we wanted to keep it away from her because she could touch anything. Yeah. And she proved that that she could touch anything. So we stayed as far away from her touching the ball as possible and just put her on first base.
0: And last one before we get out of here, I usually like to let the guests kind of uh either give a letter to themselves, put in a time cap. So you've seen Back to the Future, right? You're not that young.
1: Uh, I've never watched them, no. Whoa.
0: <laughs> you have to, if you're bored on a flight, you have to like at least maybe watch a little bit of it on Netflix or something. Just check out Back to the Future. I don't know. It might be too boring for you guys. I don't know yeah. what you kids watch these days. Like I don't know what kind of movies you watch. Like if it's uh Keanu Reeves and you know, I, don't, I have no idea. I have no idea what you guys watch. But Back to the Future is a great movie, but I know Michael J. Fox went back into the future, into the past. I hate the way future is not. The future future's the past. He was able to give himself tips or stuff or to help himself or save somebody's life. But when you look at these young softball players, and I'm talking, and of course, I, I got I to gotta shout out my daughter's team, Mission Fast Pitch um, out of uh, Eden Prairie, Minnesota. And so when you look at, you know, and I'm going to say their names, you got Cameron, you got Allie, Ashby, Brianna, Brynn, Charlotte, Haley, Kyla, uh, Lauren, Marin, Sophie and Taryn. And these are 12, 12 and 13 year old girls. And your words can help them, but it also can go back and help 12 year old autumn. And you could tell her something about softball, whatever it is, you know, to, to help your because that, that's a weird time for girls too. like, you know, that 12, 13 year old time. The, the, the some girls are really far ahead. Some girls are behind and they're going to catch up. But what kind of advice could you give the young softball girls in this world trying to get to where autumn peace is now?
1: Um, I mean, softball is a very mental sport, I would Mm. say 90% of it is based on how you're doing mentally. Mm. So you kind of got to take that into consideration before you do your play. So you got to make sure you're in a good mental space before you go out on the field um, before you step in the batter's box each pitch. So you just got to really take the time to make sure that you are in the right headspace to be able to be performing your best. Um, And it's going to help tremendously. Right. So yeah. I definitely had last year was a, a really rough time with my injury. Um, So I had some really bad mental health issues going on. And mm-hmm. once I took care of that, obviously going into this year, um, it's just helped tremendously. So you kind of got to be confident in your abilities and know that whatever you're doing, you can do. Obviously, you don't have as much training when you're 12 um, right. compared to being 22 and playing my whole life. But just know that you're going to fall back on your training. And if you train hard, then you're going to be completely fine.
0: And you talked about that last one. I lied, just like any other coaches. Your, your coach done this to you guys. I'm sure like, oh, practice. We're almost done. And then she's like, nope, you got to run. Um, one last one. Cause I like what you said about mental health, mental health in sports is a huge thing that people overlook. You know, they just assume like this person's just struggling or this person, there's other factors in that sometimes. And so when you talk about that, um, what is some advice that you can give for people who are mentally struggling within their sport or within their own, you know, questioning their own abilities or whatever it might be, like you said, injuries to kind of make you think, could this be at the end? Um, you know, what are some things you did to kind of overcome that?
1: The main thing is, was just talking to someone. So we have sports psychologists here um, Mm -hmm. and just talking to them was absolutely amazing because you keep it all inside. Um, Even if you think you don't and you, let's say, talk to your friends about it, you kind of just want a different perspective from someone who knows the skills to get around it. Um, And there's plenty of skills that you can learn online. Like you can do imagery, you can do meditation. so it's just kind of finding ways that you can learn how to cope with your own mental psyche kind of, um. yeah. but yeah, the sports psychology, it's kind of a newer field that, cause I'm a kin major kinesiology. Yep. Um, and that's, it's a newer field that is kind of looked at like they're not a real job. Um, so it's kind of great that, we at the university have those sports psychologists and we're allowed to use them. Um, but it just gives us these great skills that we can use even outside of our sport. So just talking to someone has really helped a lot.
0: Well, man, I could talk to Autumn Peace for hours, but I know she's got to get to class or study or do something or just go get a glass of water because we edited out people, but... She had a little, a little. Uh, I don't know if a fly flew into <laughs> her like room or, or throat or something. I have no idea what happened, but I definitely enjoy talking to you, Autumn. We'll be cheering you on, of course, on Friday. You guys face McNeese. Uh, looking forward to seeing you in the future as well as a pro because we, we definitely like to watch that. We have some surprises. I can't say it because I know the girls are going to see this episode because I'm making sure every softball girl sees the episode with Autumn Peace. Uh, but we have a lot of surprises uh, for our girls coming up in the next year or two around – whether it's visiting pro so, uh, pro softball, whatever it is, but we have some surprises for them uh, because we are excited about the sport and the girls love it. But going to the Gophers game, I know that was the one thing that, you know, when they saw you pitch, they were like, oh, my goodness, she throws the ball hard. And so – and we told them, we're like, you're 12, though. Like, just give it 10 years and you'll be able to figure that, those type of pitches out. But, no, you're definitely one of the best pitchers I've seen. I've appreciated everything you've done for University of Minnesota as an alumni – love supporting you guys and so you know go gophers roll the boat sky you my and i hope you guys get a bunch of home runs coming up on uh, friday right yep (laughs) friday so good luck and have a safe trip out there to seattle uh but thank you for joining me on the ron johnson show
1: thank you so much for having me
0: well up next we got the daily three that's three questions we're gonna go i don't know 30 seconds each because we went a little long with autumn uh but myself and sam are gonna do that coming up next Man, Sam, I I love the mental health uh, conversation with Autumn Peace. I think that's always important, especially for young athletes. Uh, I know the Gophers and football as well. They're a big part of that. That's just a Gopher sports thing. As of late, everybody's been playing attention to mental health. So I really love that. But uh, I want you guys to remember, SiriusXM, partner of Locked On Sports and the Twins. They will try to win their series uh, with the Dodgers this afternoon at two p.m. You can catch every pitch of the Twins' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the S xm app just search twins well it's time for the daily three that's three questions we're gonna go 30 seconds each take it away sam
2: all right let's fly through this the san antonio spurs won the victor Wembanyama sweepstakes last night 74 year old greg popovich now has <laughs> the unicorn uh victor Wembanyama is greg popovich is he gonna hang around is, is he going to turn victor into a star the Spurs, who've had Tim Duncan and David Robinson and Manny ginobili Tony Parker, all those guys,
0: yes, pop is a genius. Uh, I think pop's just waiting for a predecessor that he feels like. I, I honestly believe, uh, uh that 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 uh, forgot her name to the woman that went to the Aces, uh, Becky, that, Hammond? Becky Hammond. I feel like he thought she yeah. might have been his predecessor and been able to be a head coach, but I think he's just waiting for somebody. But yes, his system works. And you just need stars. And he has a past with international players with Ginobili and Tony Parker. So, Victor uh, Wambayamba, or sorry, Yama is going to be the next great spur now. I don't know how great, but I know this kid is a unicorn at seven foot two, can shoot threes. Pop's going to make him great. What you got next?
2: Uh, love when the Vikings sign a gopher. And yesterday they signed offensive lineman Sam Schluter after his rookie camp performance. Do you think that Schluter? can find a place on the Vikings roster.
0: I will say this. Gophers linemen in the past – have done very well um, as far as just sticking around on teams and being in the NFL. Um, Blaze Andrews, I know he he hasn't really stuck on yet, but when, when you when you look at the past, you know, the Ben Hamiltons, uh, the Greg Eslingers, uh, and, and, of course, we're going to see what happens uh, with the go- uh, John Michael Schmidt, but, yeah, the Gophers have had it. You know, Daniel Falele, like, they've had it. So I think Shlam, Sam Schluter, he has his work cut out for him, uh but in an o-line where a guy like that that can play tackle or guard i I think that was another reason why the vikings signed him he's going to be a swing type of guy and we'll see if he makes the team i mean he's on the 90-man roster now but he'll be a good swing player possibly they can they can fill in at guard or tackle but yeah i like the signing what you got next
2: yeah um cbs sports is about to reveal their top 25 college football coaches now they previously revealed sort of their honorable mentions, the coaches that Mm -hmm. didn't make the list, like 70 through 26. P.J. Fleck was not on that list, which means that he is in the top 25. So within Mm -hmm. the top 25, which is yet to be revealed, where do you think P.J. Fleck ranks college football's best coaches? Number
0: one. He's number one. No. (laughs) I I, I definitely think he's – I personally think he's top 15. My guess is they're going to put him like 21 Uh, because usually when it comes to coaches – the top twenty-five teams in the country reflect the top twenty-five coaches, and the Gophers are in that twenty to twenty-five range as a team. Uh, when I think the the early, like after week one or two, predictions come out, uh, especially depending on how the Gophers handle Nebraska, um, but but I, I'd say PJ Flex should be in the uh, top twenty for sure. So my guess is eighteen. Like PJ Flex is going to be like seventeen or eighteen, uh, but we'll see when that comes out. I don't know. What are your thoughts? Quick before we get out of here.
2: Yeah, I I would say right in that range. I think you nailed it, Ron. Um, Like, I I think that there are just some big name schools, big name coaches that are going to dominate the top 15 spots on that list. And then the the final 10 are going to be kind of battled for with those kind of middle tier programs um, like the Gophers. So where did Deion
0: Sanders fall? Was he was he on that list of 70 to 26?
2: Yeah, I noticed that he's actually number fifty-five. Okay, on okay. the list, so he's not—he's not even a top fifty coach yet. Hasn't proved anything. That's what I was gonna say.
0: I was—I was hoping they didn't go for it because he has gotten like he just got a, the the another five-star uh, top recruit receiver DB uh that committed six 175 pounds on his instagram live uh so i i I hoped that they had not given him the crown yet as like a top 10 coach until after he's played some power five games uh with colorado so uh i would be interested to see though but i I do have a uh, opinion if he or sorry i have a feeling if he goes like eight or nine wins he'll jump in the top 25 next year uh because nobody expects him to get eight or nine wins with where colorado was uh but no pj fleck 17 or 18 I, I definitely think that but I you know of course Nick Saban uh you know he's going to probably be in the top three and then uh Kirby Smart's going to be in the top three I, I'm just you know I'm not sure who else the third best coach and so that'll be interesting to see that list as well um but on a what's up Wednesday Sam we figured what's up what's up with Dalvin Cook in this Twitter banner of the Vikings we'll only find only time will tell I'm Ron Johnson at Sam Mettrum I want to thank you guys for getting to like share download remember You can get us on any podcast platform. That's YouTube. You can see our videos, Spotify, iTunes, iHeartMedia app, wherever you get your iTunes or, sorry, your podcast. Just search Locked On Sports Minnesota. Hit the subscribe and follow button, and then you can have all of our shows every time we upload them. But, again, I'm Ron Johnson. That's Sam Mextrum. I want to thank you guys, and have a beautiful Wednesday. Take care.